Welcome to the Red Caps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and we ramble on about old school games. In today's episode, we are ready to talk about saves versus difficulty class, and we'll catch up with our friend Ribbon of the Gardens of Yen. As you know, no mortal can outrun a red cap. So sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. So recently, I have been a player, gasp, in a 5e game, double gasp, and playing through that has clicked something in my brain that I had never consciously thought of before, and that is how much more I prefer the ability checks and saving throws that are all self-contained on the person who's doing those checks and saves in old school games over the difficulty class system that 5e uses. It's a minor change, but it's one that I've noticed come up several times kind of in conversations like this between the DM and a spellcaster that's in my party. So I want to preface this as well that the DM is a new DM. Um, they're doing fantastic, but they're a new DM and they're used to being a player. So some of this might be up to that as well. Um, but you hear a conversation that goes like this. Uh, the monster has approached my guardian of faith and needs to make a deck saving throw. The DM will pause for a moment while they're looking at the monster stat block, realize that the monster stat block doesn't have saves listed on it, like a character sheet would, and says, okay, um, so that's a d20 plus the dex mod. Uh, I've rolled that. I got a 12. Is that good? Then it goes back to the player, and the player goes, uh, one second, I got to find my spell DC. Where is it on this character sheet? And they're kind of looking through stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, my, uh, my spell DC is a 12. Then there's like this, it seems every other time, a small discussion where they're reminding themselves whether or not uh, DCs you have to match or exceed, or if it's like armor class where you have to always exceed, matching it doesn't do it, the tie goes to the defender. And then they're like, oh yeah, no, no, he, he made the save, he's fine. And then take your 10 radiant damage. In an OSR game, this might have been simply, okay, the monster is close to the guardian of faith it needs to make a spell saving throw and then the dm would go oh the stat block says this guy saves as a third level fighter uh that's a 16 so i rolled and oh i got a 16 and then that's automatically a save because it is and then take 10 radiant damage the information that you need to roll is always either right in the stat block or it is on the sheet of the person who's doing the roll there's no you don't need to do that ask back and forth hey did i meet this roll or did i not um, and because there's no systems in the OSR game where you've got, oh, I have to always roll, uh, above this number. I can't match it. Or I always have to roll below it. I can't match it. It's always equal or greater than or less than, you know, that if you get that exact match, you're still good. So I don't know. It was a, a tiny thing, um, <laughs> that's come up a few times. Uh, the other night I was probably just a little bit, um, tired and it coming up more than once in the same session made me go ah this is a slowdown from osr games and it's just a tiny mechanical thing but uh, it eats up time at the table and was something that really made me appreciate the the way that the osr games does it recently i've also gotten a bunch of voicemails about this solo garden of yin game i've been playing which has been fantastic the response has been really good um, i'm likely going to do a full episode of just voicemails uh, coming up soon. So I wanted to thank everybody ahead of time that's called in. Uh, I will probably get that episode up soon with all the voicemails in it. But if uh, if you have any other comments or questions on me, whether it's Garden of Yin or just 
anything, uh, feel free to drop me a line and I will try to do a big episode where I just batched them all together. Speaking of our friend Ribbon, when we last uh, saw him, he had just entered a very strange looking cemetery. So as he looks around the cemetery, the graves and the grounds themselves are not that unlike what would be found in his town. The biggest differences are that for the most part, the cemetery looks to be very overgrown with the exception of one small area off to the side and these giant hundred foot steel beams, almost looking like uh, tree trunks jutting out of the ground at various angles, some straight up, some off on the diagonal, um, coming out of the ground in seemingly almost random areas all throughout the garden. The cleared area of the cemetery or the area that looks like it's been maintained has a large statue of a large marble statue of a child, uh, almost like a larger than life statue of a child sitting in the middle of the area surrounded by, by uh, headstones. And in amongst that area, he can see large footprints that look human like, but much larger. Ribbon is nervous uh, and cautious. He's looking around. He doesn't see any sign of life anywhere. Um, the area is pretty pretty open to see. Uh, there, of course, could be something hiding in behind the beams or headstones or in the grass itself, but nothing that he notices uh, while he looks around. So he cautiously makes his way over to the cleared, more maintained area of the, of the cemetery and kneels down in front of a headstone at its edge. He wipes away the weeds from the front of the headstone and tries to read what's written on it, but it's written in a script that he's never seen before. As he's getting ready to stand back up, he hears a, a moaning sound and some scraping, uh, like almost rock-like scraping. And as he his gaze looks up and looks around, he can see that that childlike statue has begun to move. So at this point, I did a surprise roll, um, which came back with neither side being surprised, uh, and put them at roughly 80 feet apart. Uh, Ribbon won the initiative roll, so I had him slowly back away from the cleared area. And I did a reaction roll on the statue, which came back as indifferent. So at this point, um, the statue began slowly moving towards the headstone that Ribbon had been at. When it reached there, it seemed to take its eyes completely off of Ribbon, reached down and rearranged the weeds in front of the headstone back to the way they were before he had touched them, and then turned and slowly headed back to her place in the center of the plots. I did a roll at that point, asking if Ribbon was going to explore more. I got a yes, but, which I decided would mean that all the search rolls that I would do from this point forward in this garden would be done twice, and I would take the lowest, basically disadvantage, uh, since he's keeping an eye on the statue. He's now nervous with that statue, keeping an eye on it. Um, we did a couple of rolls, didn't find anything. Uh, he searched a bit, found more of those strange scripts on the headstones uh, that he knows, not, knows nothing about. And then uh, after a search or two, a bunch of ominous ticking noises began to emit from the ground, almost like a, a metrodome, like a click, click, uh, steady, heavy, bassy uh, noise from, from underground started happening. And taking that as a clue that it was time to leave, Ribbon found a path in the hedges and went deeper into the garden. So next time we will pick up where he comes off and 
having played a little bit of this next room already, uh, it's an interesting one. So it might be the most interesting one we've seen thus far. Anyhow, folks, that wraps up this episode of the Red Caps podcast. I hope you enjoyed. You learned something and you're here to come back for more. Please subscribe in your podcasting app of choice. And if there's an option to leave a review, it would warm my cold little heart if you did. I'd love to hear from you. So head over to anchor.fm slash the Red Caps. You leave me a voicemail or you can jump onto Twitter or Facebook at the Red Caps Net. There's a Discord server as well. Um, it's not super active, but feel free to jump in there and meet some like-minded folks. Remember, never let your caps dry out. Stay safe. Have fun. We'll talk again soon. Take care.